Welcome, and thanks for joining in this podcast version of our Wednesday evening Bible study during week three of social distancing. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, and most gracious God, we thank you for your protection and grace that we need every day, but especially now during these times that are unprecedented for most of us. We pray that your Holy Spirit will move us and guide us all to and through your Holy Word. Please help us to be in your Holy Word on a daily basis. Help your Word be meaningful to us. Help us to interpret your word correctly. And also allow your word to fan the flames of our faith. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we're going to dive into the judgment of the sheep and goats. A story told by Jesus, recounted by Matthew. This story is usually treated as a parable, but it differs from the other parables in that it does not draw from everyday life. This parable is about the audacious grace of God. And if you'd like to follow along, I will be reading from the NIV version, the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Here is a reading from Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. 
I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. In a recent email I received from the, our South Carolina Senate, I read the following. Due to the COVID-19 virus restrictions, we are postponing our annual Operation Inasmuch Senate-wide service day to this fall. Stay tuned for a new date. Well, when I first thought of basing this Bible study on Jesus' words, I did not intend on the entire story of the sheep and goats to be part of that. Originally, I was just going to concentrate on verse 40, and that is the verse that Operation Inasmuch gets its name from. The NIV version does not use those exact words, but other versions do, including the King James Version. This is one of the last teachings that Jesus did before his passion story began to play out, and this occurred on the Mount of Olives. We also know it as the Garden of Gethsemane. And I believe I learned when I was in the Holy Land that Gethsemane, Gethsemane excuse me, stands for Olive Press. So Jesus' audience would have been primarily his closest disciples. After all, remember, to be discipled means to be taught. And I do believe Jesus was giving them a final cram course on what kingdom living looked like, as well as what the consequences of not acknowledging God's grace would look like. I do find it interesting that the religious leaders that were supposedly the keepers of God's kingdom did not even recognize him when he visited earth in human form. Since they thought they were perfect, they were looking for someone like them and not someone who would be healing lepers, restoring sight to the blind, having dinner parties with prostitutes and tax collectors. No, these Pharisees were doing church and worship as perfectly as they could, but they were not being the church when it came to extending God's grace to all people and all nations. Jesus' message was not for one group and against another group. It was an extension of God's grace to all people. But many did not see it or hear it that way. His teachings were an offer of kingdom living extended to everyone. When we say it is difficult to discern God's will, do we really mean we're trying to make his will fit our desires and our view of what doing the right thing means. I believe this story reveals that God's grace is available to everyone, 
And as a result, God's will is for us to accept his grace and extend it to everyone. I'm reminded of a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. that goes something like this. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And now during this time, what are some things we can do right now to help others? And I mean, not just doing something so we can check the I helped Jesus box in hopes that Judgment Day will go well for us, but more so, what can we do to acknowledge God's audacious grace? Who knows, if we practice sharing God's grace with those in need, maybe this could be an everyday occurrence. My suggestion is not meant to replace Operation In as much, but to help us begin intentionally practicing for it as individuals and families during this time. Please keep your eyes and ears open in hopes that you may see and hear ways we can continue to be the heart hands, and feet of Christ every day. The mission for Operation Inasmuch has four areas of priority. They are, one, deepening discipleship. Two, engaging communities. Three, assisting in public education. Four, tackling issues of poverty. And I will attach the expanded list to my email so you can uh, have access to it. And you know, this may require some out-of-the-box thinking during these extraordinary and unprecedented times. Please do not do something that may expose you or others to this COVID-19 virus. But there are many ways we can help. While I was running an errand the other day, I saw a table sitting at the end of a driveway in a residential neighborhood, and on the table were boxes of pasta, rice, cans of vegetables, along with a few other items. Taped to the front of the table was a sign that said, please take what you might need. No strings attached, no questions asked, no qualifications. A friend of mine that owns a restaurant witnessed a customer leave a $20 tip on a $27 bill. My friend, along with his waitress that served the customer, were so moved, they both cried. Another example. Many people are sending cards with personal messages to church members and friends in retirement communities that are not allowed visitors. A great way to let folks know we're thinking about them. I've heard of friends and neighbors leaving sidewalk chalk, any type of kids' craft stuff, on front porches where families have kids to help them entertain them while they're having to stay at home. Also, involve your kids in projects that are for the good of others and let them know the reward they will receive may not be in the monetary form, but it will be in the gratitude they receive from the needy on receiving their kindness. In closing, I would ask you to join in with the many that are sharing their time, talent, 
and treasure to turn this pandemic into an epidemic of compassion in our community. Thank you, and may God continue to shower his blessings on you and give you peace.